We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. We are coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios at The Win. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane or over on Threads, the new thing at Trevor Lane NBA. Joined by Keith Smith as always. And Keith, we are in studio. We're not live, but it is Friday, which means it's Front Office Friday. Let's go front office Friday here for you. Keith, this is the first time you and I have been in person together in, I think it was the Rui Hachimura summer league may have been the last time we were actually together in person. Yeah, it might've been. I think we watched the Zion. Oh, that's together right. Together where he ragdolled Kevin Knox and then threw down <laughs> that dunk. So I think that was the last time we were together. Well, it is great to actually be in person here for a change. We talk like on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, I spend more time with you than most family members, and yet we haven't been in person. So this is absolutely phenomenal to actually be in person doing the front office show again. Yeah, I'm psyched. We, you've done the show from here. Yes. I have not, so I'm excited. The logo's there. It looks yep. great. We look great, so I'm really excited to be here and be doing this with you today. Here live in person, we got quite a bit to get into because we took yesterday off as a travel day, so let's dive in. That's right. Thank goodness we didn't have anything too crazy. Yes. No no Damian Lillard <laughs> exactly. trades or anything like that. And speaking of which, why don't we just start with that, the, the dames of our lives. Damian Lillard, where are we at with this situation? Now it's sounding a bit contentious here. Yeah, we're getting to a point where we're down to agent stuff right where they are getting into we want miami we're telling other teams we want miami be careful if it's not miami if you trade for them and it gets kind of messy so we're gonna see how that all plays out uh here over the next little bit uh but for now you know we're we're gonna continue the game watch like we have been uh and we'll see where it goes from there is that a problem for for the nba i mean getting into this we're starting to see this more and more often where guys are signing four or five year deals big time contracts and then asking out fairly early into them. And, but it's not just that, like, I think that Portland fans in particular wouldn't be all that like they'd be understanding. It's the, don't tell me you can only go to one team because that limits the return so much. Is that something that maybe should have been addressed in the new CBA? Yeah. That that's, I think what's got people upset, right? Is that it's, you know, send me to Miami, Miami only that that's not a free and fair open trade market. Right. right. So, so what we're looking at now is how do we, get there with the opening this up a little bit. Can Miami rope in that third team to deliver that value to Portland like they've been looking to do? So we're going to see, you know, how that comes together. But, you know, for now, it's still, you know, game watch and where we're going to see, you know, where it all goes from here. But it's it's complicated, right? This is not an easy one because Portland is trading their franchise guys. So they can't just trade them for, you know, 
Bradley Beal like package where sure. it's a bunch of second round picks and some cap relief. They want real stuff back. And that's going to mean Miami finding a way to get them real stuff. If that's where it's going to be, if not, we're going to see if one of these other teams says, eh, we'll deal with unhappy. We'll, we'll convince him to come here. You know, it's happened before it's mm-hmm. happened with multiple other players or does Portland pull a Kevin Durant here and say, let's just let it run for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The Nets did that called Durant's bluff and he wound up, sticking around for a bit until he was ultimately traded to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but front office show fans, front runners, front officers, whatever we wound up, wound up settling on, I don't remember what we settled on, but let us know in the, in the comments section, what do you think? Do you have an issue with Damian Lillard specifically saying and his agent trying to kill the market and only allow him to go to one team? Do you think that's a problem that the NBA needs to address? All right, Keith, we do have some transactions that, that really took place in, in the NBA as we were uh, on the way to Vegas. So let's start with DeJounte Murray. Gets an extension with the Atlanta Hawks. There have been a lot of talk about change coming to Atlanta. They were going to have to mix some things up. What are your thoughts on this deal? Four years, uh, $120 million, I believe, for DeJounte Murray. Yeah, this one was interesting because we weren't sure if he was going to go with a extension or not, right? We had looked at it, and it felt like for a while he – wouldn't do it because it wasn't going to be enough money for him. But now what it's turned into is the new new extension rules under the new CBA allow for him to get 140% versus 120. So that bumped him up to about 30 million a year. Could he have gotten more on the open market next summer? Maybe. We don't know how that's going to develop. We don't know who else is going to have cap space yet. We'll see how that all comes together. But for now, uh, DeJounte Murray going back to Atlanta or staying in Atlanta, I guess mm-hmm. is a better way to phrase that. Uh, for you know the long term for the next four years another guy though that the hawks are locked into long-term money for that cap sheet still pretty stuffed even despite the fact that they traded john collins out i'm not going to say Dejounte murray john collins is not a good swap of you know cap resources because it probably is but it that's really what this comes down to. You took Collins' long-term money off the books, and you added Murray. So we'll see how that all comes together. So, so if you're keeping track at, at home, this is probably a move that doesn't happen without the new CBA coming in. Yeah, very likely, because 120% would not have been enough no. for him to get a large enough extension to make it worth it. He would have then probably said, eh, you know, you're only talking adding, you know, roughly, what, he was at about $17 million, so I can adding $3 million on, as opposed to being able to add – twice that much into his annual salary and the like. So, so that gets really tough, you know, for him with that 120%. So, you know, good for him to, to lock that money in and good for Atlanta. At least now you have some security, right? You're, you're building moving forward and you know what you're looking at. Yeah. And we'll see if the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray combo can continue to find success or find more success than they did. Certainly this last season. Uh, we also got a, a trade that went down as ended up a, a three team trade. They've got your Celtics. Uh, you've got, the uh, the Reggie Bullock situation in Grant Williams. You had the Celtics, the Spurs, and the Dallas Mavericks all getting in on this deal. Um, I guess let's start with the Celtics' perspective. Grant Williams, we knew, was probably going to wind up somewhere else. He was going to be a cap casualty for them, even as a restricted free agent. Do you like that the Celtics got something? They got some second-round picks, at least get something out of it, rather than Grant Williams walking away for nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great return. I would have sure. rather seen them for the money he got, roughly $12 million a year. I would have rather seen them just resign him themselves and just keep him and just keep it going forward. You're a title contender. When you're a title contender, it should be okay to be expensive. But the reality is they moved him, right? They, they decided that's not where we want to put our money, so they're moving on in a different direction. 
at least you got something, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't lose them for nothing. Now it will be a sign and trade. Mavs still have their full mid-level exception. We're going to get into that in a minute here as the move they tried to make that's not going to happen. Um, so sign and trade, Reggie Bullock's their matching salary going out. Spurs are going to eat his contract. Spurs still about $15 million or so in cap space yeah. um, at the end of the day, so they're doing okay yeah, with that. But you know, Grant Williams, huge, huge loss for the Celtics in their front court. So you mentioned the, the Spurs eating Reggie Bullock's contract i don't know like is he the kind of guy that the spurs are going to be unable to flip i mean 38 percent from three last season like and he's a the, the prototypical three and d style wing that a lot of teams are after it wouldn't shock me if the spurs wind up using him somewhere before the trade deadline in another so there could be more value coming to san antonio in this because i don't think he's he's a negative value contract here yeah completely agree i think what you're gonna see happen is you're gonna see the spurs take Reggie Bullock and treat him much like they did Josh Richardson a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. Where it'll be move, move him out, move him into another team, uh, you know, and get, get him moving into a, to another direction, because I think that makes a lot of sense uh, for them to go that route. So it'll be, yeah, probably by the trade deadline, you know, as long as he's making shots, right. Yeah, that'll sure. be the big thing. He's got to make shots, but if he's making shots, yeah, that's a very easily movable salary because it's less than $11 million a year. So it's very tradable. All right, and then, of course, we've got the, the Mavs side of it. They get Grant Williams. Do you like his fit with Luka and Kyrie? Yeah, I love it. You need guys who will understand their role, which is play defense and spot up, and that's what Grant Williams does, right? He's mm -hmm. really good as a spot-up guy. He's really good um, as a defender. He'll defend really four and fives. It, it was weird, I think, some of the language characterize him as a wing. Yeah, kind of, kind of. <laughs> against the biggest <laughs> wings in the world, like the LeBron-sized wings. Sure. Then he can kind of hold his own a little bit. But against the uh, the average wing, no, he's not going to defend out on the perimeter like that. So I think what we're really looking at here with Grant is let's get him into a place where he's probably maybe has a shot at starting at the four. We'll see how that kind of all comes together. Yeah, well, with them, but you know, for the most part, I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching that Mavs team come together, despite the fact that their follow up in conjunction move did not work out. Right, yeah, yeah, Let, let's get to that. So Matisse Thibel, the Mavs signed him to an offer sheet. The Blazers didn't even take the full 24 hours, just said, we're <laughs> going to match this thing and, and move on. Wasn't quite as fast as uh, as Phoenix with DeAndre Ayton, where <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was like three minutes or something yeah. like that that they took the match on Ayton. But, but still, Matisse Thibel gets an offer sheet from the Mavs, and the Blazers decided to match. I think the Mavs were kind of hoping that the Blazers being in this semi-transition state of what are we doing with Damian Lillard might be so busy with all that that they couldn't figure out what to do with Matisse Thibel and ultimately would let him go. Did not happen. I guess first, do you like the target for the Mavs? That makes sense if you're getting Grant Williams as well, bring in both those guys. Yeah, I do like it because it would have given them another defender, right? If you're going to build a roster around Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, you need to have defense, right? Because Let's just call it what it is. They're not top-tier defenders. I don't think either one of them is as bad as it looks if they're surrounded by good defenders. Um, but I think for the most part, that's not what their job is, right? Their job is score and playmake. So in this case, with um, getting into the the Bible of it all, you could have added another good wing defender to the group. So we're not probably going to see that happen. Well, we're definitely not going to see that happen now. A um, couple things with this one, too. Uh, Matisse Thibel, because it was an offer sheet that was matched, he gets a full uh, right. no-trade clause for one year, and he cannot be traded to Dallas for one year under any circumstances. So that's out of the out of the picture for at least one year, and he can block 
any trades for one year because the, the Trailblazers match. To your point on Dallas's thinking, I think they were probably in the same place of, well, they're rebuilding, you know, they're, they're going in a different direction. They have a bunch of young wings. But I think if you're Portland, your idea is this guy is good enough that I don't need to just let him walk out the door. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, keep him around at this this number. It's only, you know, $11 million a year. That's fine. Keep him and keep things moving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's, there was another trade that actually went down here um, that we saw the the Suns and the Grizzlies. Kind of a bizarre trade. You had some second round picks going to Phoenix. I think it was three of them going yep. to Phoenix. And you had a couple of first round pick swaps going to the Grizzlies, but they're already kind of encumbered because the Wizards are mixed in yeah. there. And anyway, it's, it's another, and we're going to get into big picture in a minute here. The new CBA, we've seen Denver make a few like draft pick specific trades. Now this is becoming a thing. But the Suns and the Grizzlies, what did you think of this deal that left a lot of NBA fans and social media kind of scratching their heads? Yeah, it was interesting. I think for Memphis, you're just taking some upside that maybe with some of these extra seconds you have, you get a better first-round pick down the line so you can make a trade like that. I think with the um, piece of it from the Sun side is you had to start recouping some assets, right? They, they had nothing. They had literally no draft picks left after making the Bradley Beal trade and after doing a lot of the other moves that they did. So when you're down to nothing, you have to figure out a way to get some of them. They were also, it was made very clear when they signed uh, Tumani Kamara, who was their one second round pick from this last draft to a full standard contract that they were very likely to waive Isaiah Todd. Mm -hmm. He wasn't going to be a part of things moving forward. So I think what we're looking at now in that position for them is you get, you get some extra picks in the door and now you can do some stuff. So if there's a move at the trade deadline where it's, all right, we can go get a guy, but it's going to cost us a second. They can do that where maybe another team's like, no, we don't want to take a contract back, right? Yeah. We just want to send you a guy on a minimum deal or whatever. Cause it's going to be very hard for them to make trades going forward. But you know, interesting little trade there. That's a kind of a nerdy one, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of fits exactly what we want on the show here. So it is a, uh, you know, a fun one there. And for the Grizzlies, you're not giving up all that much. I don't know if you've seen, but they were going around on, uh, on Sun's Twitter. There was footage of Todd just give just recently doing a, an interview where he was talking about how much it would mean for him to win a title in Phoenix, and now he's on his way out there. It, it's a brutal business sometimes. Yeah, that's how it goes, right? You, just when you think you're all locked in, you're you're off to somewhere else. And yep. chances of him making the Memphis roster probably not very high either. That roster's pretty well full. They did need one more big, but Isaiah Todd has struggled over the last couple of years. He's not been somebody who's popped really the way I think the Wizards were hoping for when they drafted him and signed him in the second round. All right, let's move to Philadelphia, which added a pair of backup bigs, backup centers. You've got Mobamba coming in as well as Montrez Harrell. Now, Trez actually opted out of his deal with the 76ers, now winds up right back with them. But what do you think about that? I mean, we know they need somebody to back up Joel Embiid, and you get two very, very different players in Montrez Harrell and Mobamba that now they can deploy depending on, I suppose, the situation. Yeah, the Montrez Harrell one, my guess is on his side, he's like, well, maybe under Nick Nurse, it'll be different. Yeah. And I'll get an actual role and I'll have a chance to play. It also probably says pretty clearly, there wasn't a lot of a market out there for him. So I think we're in a position for him where that becomes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, how do I you know, spin this forward? I opted out. I'm going to go back in for roughly the same kind of money that I was going to get anyway. So, you know, why not keep it moving in that direction? I think with um, the the side of it with Mobamba coming in, it's, you know, maybe he's a late bloomer, right? And he finally does figure it out for Philly. They're going to put him in a lot of the same positions Joel Embiid is in, where it becomes, you know, hey, let's let you do the spot up stuff and we'll mm-hmm. do some of the other things. They're not going to run offense through him like they do do Embiid, but still can block some shots, still do some stuff. So we'll see, you know, how that ultimately comes together uh, for him in Philadelphia. But this is, we're kind of getting towards like last chance saloon for Mobamba. Yeah. Otherwise it's going to be a string of like minimum deals from here on out for him. If he can't pop in Philadelphia, but for a one year flyer, we'll see what's interesting to me was leading into the off season, there was a lot of discussion that Philly was going to finally bring over Philip Petrosev, who they drafted a couple years ago. People may remember him from playing at Gonzaga. Um, he was a very good big man for the Zags. So we'll see if what if that materializes now. Because now you've got Embiid, Harrell, and you have um, uh, Bamba in the mix. They may not need Petrosev. So we'll see how that kind of comes together and plays out over the, the next you know couple of weeks here. He is playing summer league. For them, he looked okay in the uh, initial uh, summer league. Like they were in the Salt Lake City summer league, um, and then we'll see what he looks like here in Vegas, and if that leads into him getting a full shot. All right. Well, so certainly something we'll keep an eye on. Uh, a trade went down that we we had heard about. This was right before free agency got going. Chris Duarte going to the Kings from the Pacers, but it was actually executed. Now moratorium is lifted, and you can you know make a lot of these deals and moves and things like that. Um, so the Kings get. Duarte, this is a guy who can shoot. Maybe the, the Pacers decided to move on. The part of it was they were open up room for for Bruce Brown. But what are your thoughts on on this move? Yeah, it, it's one of those ones I don't think we spent a lot of time on it Mm-mm. because it was like a report hit and then it just kind of went away. And that happens sometimes where it was really discussions that didn't end up playing out the way we thought. But I think what's really kind of interesting and fun in this case with Duarte is the Kings who are already pretty good they're getting kind of a second draft guy here, right? Yeah. They're getting a chance to look at him. And he looked pretty good a season ago, or really two seasons ago now. Uh, last year, had injuries, got kind of caught up in the wash of all those wings in Indiana. So that made things really messy for him. So I think we're in a spot with Duarte. Let's see if he can crack through. Um, kind of interesting, he'll play behind Kevin Herter, who I think he can do some similar things to Herter mm-hmm. um, with. So we'll see what that looks like. But yeah, that's one of those trades where – why not? Right. If you're the Kings, all it costs you was some cap space. And, you know, let's see if we can get this guy to pop and move forward for us here uh, going forward as they kind of retool their bench around what has been a pretty good starting group. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the arrow is pointing up for the Kings. We'll find out how many times they light the beam uh, this next season. But that was a very, very fun team. I know they had aspirations to go much, much farther than the first round last year. We'll see what they can do this year. But uh, but man, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch once again, this Kings team. Uh, the- and, and as 
Right. Everything started going official yesterday at around yeah. noon time while we were traveling. Um, one of the things that one official Sabonis extension is done. Right. Uh, he he's been extended and he's and he's uh, all set now. So it moving on. So that's a good uh, good um you know deal for for him. We're gonna find out the exact details on that probably here in the next day or two. But for now, you know, re- really good uh, work overall for uh, the Kings. You know, this off season they they've done a nice job. Probably a little later in the summer after summer league wraps up and all of this, and we start really diving in. I think we're both going to end up pretty high on the Kings offseason because they did some really nice work with kind of unexpectedly, right, the way they went with extending Barnes, extending Sabonis, and some of the other things that they did. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to jump over to the the Orlando Magic, but living in Orlando, how did it feel stepping off the plane here in Vegas, being used to, like, 150% (laughs) humidity. How are you holding up? Yeah, I had a long sleeve shirt on because I didn't want to get cold on the plane. Um, So I got off. It's, it feels very different here, right? It's, and I don't want to make the typical comment of it's It's a dry dry heat, heat, but it is a dry (laughs) heat, right? It's a dry heat compared to, you know, the humidity in Orlando In Orlando. I I haven't touched a long sleeve shirt in months because you walk out of the house and you're already pouring sweat from the humidity. So it feels Honestly, it feels pretty similar temperature-wise, mm-hmm. but it's just it's dry here, so it feels a little nicer than what I'm used to. I was anticipating it. I'm ready. For, I lived in the desert for years and years <laughs> and years, so I was anticipating it. I knew it was coming, and for some reason, when I stepped off the plane, it still it still caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's because last time I was here, it was actually a little bit chilly back in the spring, but nonetheless, I stepped off the plane, and I went, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I came out here once in uh, January, and came out and was not prepared for it. Yeah, and I came cool. out thinking, oh, it's Las Vegas. So I brought only shorts and T-shirts. Oh, no. And it was like 40 degrees, and I was freezing the entire time I was here. Yes, yes, it does indeed get cold in, in the desert, just uh, just not this time of year. Yeah, it does. Um, all right, so anyway, Anthony Parker gets promoted to to GM for the Magic. John Hammond steps down. Thoughts on, on this move? Obviously, you're close to the Orlando franchise, both, you know, physically and, and in fact. Yeah, I think this is one we all kind of saw coming. John Hammond, um, he's 68, I believe. I apologize if I'm adding any years to, to, <laughs> to him, but I believe he's 68. Forgive us. Yeah, he's been doing this for a very long time. It was expected he was going to uh, move along at some point. So I think what we're going to see here um, now is he's going to be an advisor. He'll probably still be involved. They'll probably bring him in on certain things. It'll probably be more of a, hey, what do you think about kind of conversation than a daily office scouting trips, all the regular things that that he would normally be be up against in that role. Now I think with Anthony Parker, this is a cool story. He was a player. Yep. Um, his rise as an executive kind of mirrors his rise as a player. If you remember as a player, he's a guy who was – on a, on a roster, got cut, was seen as, yeah, he probably won't make it, went over to Europe, played pretty well, came back, and then really impressed some people, earned a roster spot, yeah. and turned that into a pretty good career. Well, as, a, as an executive, he went into um, the executive world as a scout and then became a scout, player personnel, worked his way up on that side into um, now ultimately the assistant GM of the Magic, which is re- really cool for him to see that rise and come up all the way up on that side of the front office. Now he's he's the now the the full GM with with the Orlando Magic, yep. and this is you know it's exciting to see people that are that are able to work their way all the way up in this business and take on a role like that. And by the way, you were right on John Hammond's age, sixty eight. The only thing I, th- I could say is you should have done him a solid and just said like sixty four. Yeah, so like, I knock know, a I few years have, right? off, go the other way, but, but but accuracy. It, hey. 
if I was still working in the NBA at age 68, it means I did something right. Ooh, so, correct. So we'll flip it that way to a positive. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, we've got a few other players that we need to touch upon before we, we call it a day here. We've got Aaron Holiday landing with the Houston Rockets, still a very young team. What are your thoughts on his addition there? Yeah, good veteran signing yeah. to be kind of your third guard in the in the mix there behind Fred Van Vliet. They've, they've obviously got Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green coming back. So get one more guy to be in the mix with you and just kind of, kind of do do what you need him to do there. It's This is a minimum signing, but a good one for the Rockets. Now, Garrett Temple is another one where he actually got waived. And as I recall, we had a ton of transactions, but if I'm remembering this correctly, they actually pushed his deadline back or his decision date back uh, and then ultimately decided to move on from him. Why push it back and then wind up waving him? Yeah, that's a good question. Generally, that doesn't bode well for the players. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. a future with that franchise, it usually means we're going to look for a trade. And if we can't find a trade to put you into, we're just going to waive you. And that's ultimately what happened here. You know, at this point in his career, five and a half million, roughly, I think it was like 5.4 million. That's a bit much for, for Garrett Temple. Um, good locker room voice, good locker room presence, but he's probably now looking more towards eventually being a coach than he is doing anything else as a player would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably the way this is ultimately going to go. Um, we do have a couple more. A.J. Green winds up with with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm excited that? about this one. Yeah, he, he was really good in the G League last yeah. year for the Bucks. Can really, really shoot it. Started to show some more on-ball creation stuff um, instead of just being a shooter uh, towards the end of the year in the G League. And then he got into a bunch of games in Milwaukee. And the fun thing is the shooting carried over. Right, we don't always see that. Sometimes these mm -hmm. guys' defense gets a little tighter, players get a little more athletic, a little bigger, and their shooting doesn't carry over. This shooting carried over for AJ Green. I actually had him on my underrated free agents list, and I was hoping some team might make a run at him as a guy who was a restricted free agent for Milwaukee. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they said, "No, we're good. We're we're gonna keep him here, sign him." Anytime a two-way player gets elevated to a standard contract, that's exciting. That's good news, and we feel really good for that player. And in this case. This gives the Bucs a little bit of cover now. So you've got Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Malik Beasley, A.J. Green. You've got a ton of shooting that you can put out there. There's a future trade to come that involves Grayson Allen or Pat Connaughton. You've got some cover with Beasley and Green uh, there, who obviously we know Beasley can shoot it. Yeah. Um, maybe we, Green, I think they could probably just plug him into the rotation and just keep things moving forward. But, yo, good good move by Milwaukee to get him promoted to the active roster. You can never have enough shooting in Correct. today's NBA. Uh, another guy who looked really good actually in summer league last year, Marco Samanovic with the, with the Bulls, winds up getting waived. Uh, I know they've got Nick Vucevic there, but still, why? I was surprised that the Bulls just, just moved on from, especially after he looked, pretty darn good last year, just, just a year ago. Yeah, I think this is just a, we could make it work, right? The yeah. development never got to where we needed it to be. So we're gonna, gonna move on. We're gonna go in a different direction here, free him up. My guess is he probably heads back over to Europe, gets a nice payday and you know play, plays it out over there. But only 16 NBA games in his first couple of seasons, never dominated at the G League level, which is really what you wanna see. So that's slightly disappointing, so. So we're going to see, you know, how that all comes together with him. But, you know, for now, you know, Bulls are moving on. They've got uh, Vucevic. They've got Andre Drummond still there. They'll backfill with one more uh, yeah. big eventually. He'll probably be a minimum signing is my guess coming down the line. And that, that's how they'll put it together. But Samanovic, yeah, it goes to show, go 
put all your stock in summer league, right? No. Like, you know, summer league does it as, as I'll repeat this a lot, probably over the next mm-hmm. uh, you know, week or two here is summer league doesn't tell you who can play, but sometimes it tells you can't. He looked like a guy who could, but then never really put it together the whole way. Yep. Yep. The, uh, the skittish Vili effect, right? <laughs> yes. Summer league MVP. And then <laughs> yeah. we all know then, the way yep, that, that went. Exactly. All right. Well, Keith, I think that that does it for today's show. How'd it feel? First, first studio show. Good stuff, man. I'm excited. This is great. It's, it's so fun to be here. You know, it, it really validates the hard work we've put into sure. the show and all the effort we've put in over the years to, to get to this point. So I'm super excited to be here and, you know, having a lot of fun and, you know, it's going to be a fun week of summer league basketball, a good chance to see everybody mm-hmm. and connect with everyone and, you know, be, be around the gym over the next uh, several days here. But before we head home, we get a couple more studio shows at least coming. So, yep. so super excited about that. And yeah, it, it's a fun time in the NBA and I'm glad we're here right in the thick of it here. Uh, yeah, way in the middle of everything at Summer League in Las Vegas. Yeah, and this is great to, to finally be in person doing a show as well. And, of course, always fantastic to be here at Blue Wire Studios at the Win. But thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show over on YouTube and, of course, the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.